helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Americans, especially American politicians, love their wars. I don't mean real wars like World War II or or even undeclared wars like Iraq and Afghanistan, but they love to call their political endeavors wars. We've had the war on poverty, the war on drugs, even a war on hate. Now, among the so-called wars we have today is the quote-unquote green energy war. So far, this war has been one-sided, vicious, and the American people have been taking a beating. Today, we may be seeing the first significant signs of the other side finally standing up to fight this battle. Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study, where we read and study the Constitution. We teach the rising generation to be free. And I'm glad you could join me today. You know, I, I always say, quote-unquote, green energy, because well, as you look at the details, so-called green energy is really not that green. It may be green you know, at, the, at the end point, but there's a lot of dirty, there's a lot of black, there's a lot of red, and there's a lot of bad stuff that gets you to the point of that, that electric vehicle or the, the other quote-unquote green solutions that we keep talking about. And of course, beyond simply the pollution that is created to create the, the uh, supposedly green energy products, you have the cost to your life. You, you have the, the more expensive vehicles they wish you to, to purchase. You have the uh, less effective uh, appliances they want you to use. You have the investment in so-called green energy that doesn't provide sufficient energy. It doesn't provide energy all the time. It basically, does not do what you want to do, but you're expected to pay extra for energy that's not as reliable. Not to mention the, the money that Congress and the president keep sending overseas to help other countries be more as ridiculously, stupidly green as, as, as we're trying to be. So there's really been a, a green energy war. The, the claim that, um, you know, you have to do this because it's green. And if you don't, if you question, even question the, the, the logic and reason behind some of their decisions, well, you're called a climate denier and, and you know, considered you know, worse than, than evil and, and, oh, my God, you want all of our children to die. Just look at Greta Thunberg. Just listen to some of the nonsense that comes out of her mouth, especially uh, earlier in her career. Yes, I said career. She does this for a living now. And finally, I mean, we've seen a little bit of pushback here and a little bit of push that back there, but finally, we're starting to see what may be some more effective pushback on this um, war against the human race that's called green energy. It's not just something here in America, the entire world. We are at war against the, the people of the earth in order to promote this green agenda. A green agenda, by the way, based on um, no data that holds up to any scientific scrutiny. Right? The, whole, the whole purse for this, the, the quote-unquote climate change, really doesn't stand up to scientific scrutiny, whether it's the fact that the models have been wrong for at least 50 years, because that's as far back as I can remember, and they've been telling me I'm going to be dead every 10 years pretty much well, since the 1970s. You've got the, uh, the, the, the fact that the people that claim 
to be most concerned about climate change and, and the rise in ocean sea, in, in sea level are the ones buying the beachfront houses. The, the people that claim to be concerned about the pollutants of flying are the ones that fly their private jets the most. It, 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 it doesn't stand up. But like I said, for years, most people have just been, it's been, I don't know if it was just disorganized or if the people just hadn't had enough. We are starting to see a little bit of a pushback. And actually, believe it or not, we're starting, we're going to start today's program with what's going on in the House of Representatives. Now, how many of you remember the, the Buy American uh, rules? You know, every so often we talk about our trade deficit and, and they say, oh, well, we'll do something. We got a Buy American rule. And the general idea is, I understand it. I haven't researched it that deeply, but um, the idea of Buy American was that the United States government, whenever possible, should buy American, uh, buy from an American company. Uh, you know, don't don't jump to the overseas one first. Buy American, of course. That's cost us money because frequently what we're trying to buy may be more expensive if it's American. But that was the rule. Well, recently the Federal Highway Administration put forth a regulation. They wanted a waiver over Buy American requirements in order to buy the material behind the charging stations that Joe Biden wants to put all across America. All right, let's forget the fact that the idea of the federal government um, buying, installing, running electric vehicle chargers is a blatant violation of the Tenth Amendment. It is a, a, a blatant violation of the Constitution. It, it literally is wiping the backside of America with the, the Constitution because there is nothing, nothing, any way, anyhow, you could possibly claim says that the United States government, the United States has the authority to put in charging stations. And before you start screaming uh, General Welfare Clause, read the bloody General Welfare Clause. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1. It says Congress can lay and collect taxes to pay the debts of the United States, to provide the for the common defense of the United States, and for the general welfare of the United States, capital U, capital S. The very same United States that the 10th Amendment says, if we didn't authorize you in the Constitution to do it, it's not yours. A power not delegated to the United States doesn't belong to the United States. In fact, you want it interesting, do a Google search. I, I found it on, on um. actually, no. You know what I'll do? I will actually put a link to this in the show notes when they hit the website. But read the um, read what James Madison wrote regarding the the limitation on the using of money for the general welfare. Uh, he actually wrote it under the when they, he was in the House debating the uh, general. I'm sorry, debating the cod fisheries bill. So, in, in while speaking in the House, he said, "If Congress can apply money indefinitely to the general welfare and the and are the sole and supreme judges of the general welfare." They may take the care of religion into their own hands. They may establish teachers in every state, county, and parish and put them, uh, pay them out of the public treasury. They may take into their own hands the education of children, establishing in like manner schools throughout the Union. They may undertake the regulation of all roads other than post roads. In short, everything from the highest object of state legislation down to the most minute object of police would be thrown under the power of congress for every object i have mentioned would admit to the application of money and be called if congress pleased provisions for the general welfare he warned us he said listen if we let congress claim general welfare 
and we let them decide for themselves what is a general welfare, they will take over everything, including, by the way, now powering your car. So the Federal Highway Administration, at Biden's direction, wants to uh, put in these, these electric charging stations. Why? Well, they're just in love with this idea of electric vehicles, even though the infrastructure isn't there, at least outside of cities. In cities, they may make a lot of sense, but outside the cities, the infrastructure isn't there. So they said, hey, we know since the, the uh, American economy, since, since people that actually have a financial interest in this look at this and say it doesn't make financial sense, this, the federal government would do it. Why would you be surprised? But you see, there's a problem. The problem is a lot of the material they need to install these charging stations, they're not made in America. So you got the, the Buy American provision that's preventing the federal government from buying illegally, I should say embezzling money for the American people, illegally, uh, to buy these charging stations and the components to install them because they're not made here in America. So the Federal Highway Administration basically said, we want to, we're going to issue a waiver for uh, the Buy American requirement so that we can embezzle money from the American people, my words, to spend on something that they never authorized us to do, according to the Constitution. And, um, uh, you know, we're just going to hug away. We forget rules, laws. We don't care. Well, a funny thing happened on the way to the Congress. See, both the, the Senate back in, what was this? I think it was November of last year, November of 23, signed a joint resolution saying uh, that uh, resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America and Congress assembled, that Congress disapproves the rules submitted by the Federal Highway Administration relating to waiver of Buy American requirements for electric vehicle chargers, and such rules shall have no force or effect. As I said, this passed the Senate in November of 23, and it looks like it's about to pass the House, or actually may actually have passed the House. Yes, it passed on a, on a, a party-line vote, 211 to 197. So you have the Republican-controlled House and the Democratically-controlled Senate both saying, no, verboten, no, don't do this. Now, again, why are they doing this? Is it the issue with Buy American? Notice, they don't say, oh, by the way, guess what? The Constitution doesn't authorize the federal government to do this. It doesn't authorize the United States. No. The resolution simply says... Uh, um, providing for congressional disapproval under Chapter 8 of Title V, United States Code, of the rules submitted by the Federal Highway Administration relating to waiver of Buy American requirements for electric, waiver, uh, electric vehicle chargers. Um, that's, again, gone. No more. Again, they didn't say that the what the uh, Federal Highway Administration wants to do is unconstitutional. They said, nope. You can't bypass the buy American. Ah, don't you just love politics? And of course, it's not just the federal government. The, Fen the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection announced a four they're issuing $40 million in grants to 16 company companies to replace their aging diesel vehicles with electric vehicles. Now again, I'm sure there are situations where you replace an old diesel truck with a modern electric truck, um, makes sense. Not for over the highway use, by the way. This would be, you know, city and local stuff. And again, 
it might make sense. Now, here's the interesting part. Here's the part that caught my attention, really, was where are they getting this $40 million? Actually, they're getting it from $119 million that the state of Pennsylvania won in a, or I should say, they, they got in a settlement from Volkswagen after they were found um, fraudulently uh, uh, testing their vehicles. Do you remember a while back, right, the um, uh, Volkswagen diesel uh, cars, they had a bunch of diesel cars that were set up that when you hooked them up to test them, they changed the, uh, the, the, the way the engine ran, the, the, the engine computer would change the engine, way the engine ran so that it would, um, uh, it would pass emissions. And then as soon as you unplugged it from the computer, it would go back to its default setting, which um, did not pass emissions, but I guess ran better or gave better fuel mileage. I forget which what it was, but they, they got caught. They got sued, and the state of Pennsylvania got $119 million. They're going to take $40 million of it to help um, uh, these, these entities buy uh, electric vehicles rather than diesel vehicles. Now, I, I mentioned that, uh, you know, this, again, I, I'm not sure how, many, how much is going to corporations because the, um, the article I saw mentioned uh, Penn State University um, they got awarded uh, 3.3 million to replace some of their truck, their box trucks. Uh, SEPTA, which is um, it, it, it's one of their bus companies, you know, one of their bus services, they got 1.7 million. The city of Erie got 3.1 million. So it, it, maybe this is going to um, city and state entities within this process. Again, a, a, a push towards, and again. Here's the question I keep asking. If electric trucks make financial sense, why do you have to pay people to use them? Let me say that again. If electric vehicles make financial sense, why do you have to bribe people with money to get them to buy them? See, the, the, there are plenty of examples of, of places. In fact, uh, Hertz Rental Company announced that they are getting rid of 20,000 uh, uh, electric vehicles. This is, see, remember, the, the Biden administration wants the people to buy electric vehicles. Hunts, uh, or Hertz bought a bunch of them, and now they're selling 20,000. Now, why are they doing so? <laughs> well, let's see. They're, they're more expensive to repair. Uh, they, their depreciation makes them less financially sound. And the interesting thing that I haven't seen yet is, gee, I wonder how many people are renting these vehicles and then having a hard time finding places to charge them. I keep coming back. If these vehicles are so wonderful, if they are so great, why do you have to bribe people in order to, use, to, 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 to buy them, to use them? That's always been, I find it very interesting. It's a question that uh, I think... We should really consider as part of this, this war, this green war. Um, to me, it seems like a war on common sense. Now, I hope you like what's going on here at the Constitution Study. If you want to find out more, if you want to get involved in what we're doing, please head to the website constitutionstudy.com. Uh, you can sign up for one of my mailing lists. You can check out some of my articles, some of the... the uh, um, some of the news f items that I find interesting. I've built a news section, and, and I'm thinking I'm going to add a news digest to the website. I'm still working on it, 
But the idea is, you know, you could sign up and, and every day get a email with links to the news items I found interesting. If you like it, I'll, I'll let you know when it when it's available. But I'm thinking we're going to put that up on the, the website um, as, as soon as I can. By the way, it's also where you can check out the Patriots program, where you can learn more about how to defend your rights, where you can uh, learn how to not replace what it is you're doing. I don't care if your support is political, if it's if it's a policy issue. Would you like to have tools to better defend and assert your rights? Well, that's what we do at the Patriots program. You can find out more. Again, go to constitutionstudy.com. Just click on the Patriots. And it, listen, if you'd love to ask a question, I'd love to have people ask questions. If you'd like me to ask a question here on the radio, that's the place to go. Constitutionstudy.com. Click ask a question. I'd be more than happy to. Now, listen, answering all those questions, doing all that work, takes it's a big brain drain. And I don't know about you, I get to the end of the day and sometimes I just, I'm burnt out. I can't do it anymore. But I still have work to do. Well, I found something that will boost my short-term focus and my long-term brain power without resulting going to, to caffeine and sugar. It's called Healthy Cells Focus and Recall Vitamins. That's right, simple vitamins. I, I take them. They come in a travel-ready gel pack. I take one when I travel, I keep them in my office. I take one, and in about 15, 20 minutes, I can focus and I can get the job done. Now, as an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off your first order from Healthy Cell. Find the details at AmericaOutloud.shop. But please, check it out. Check out Healthy Cell's Focus Recall and all of their great products. And be sure to go to AmericaOutloud.shop to find out how you can get 25% off your first order. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD loud. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high stress on the go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. 
Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study, and today we're talking about the quote-unquote green energy war. Yeah, it, it's not simply that uh, people are promoting the idea of green energy. They are actually at war in an attempt to force green energy down our throats. We spent the first segment talking about, oh, the uh, deal issues with electric vehicles and charging stations and all that. Well, let's take a look at something else. See, the Biden administration has proposed a new rule. Again, not a law. They simply are making this stuff out of thin air. And they, the um, Environmental Protection Agency wants to require companies to pay a penalty for every ton of methane they emit beyond what the federal government says is okay. Tell me this isn't a racket, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, you have the EPA, an agency that does not legally exist. Environmental protection is not a power delegated to the United States. Therefore, the legislation that created the EPA is void. It's unconstitutional. It's void. Uh, but now here you have the EPA. We're not even going through a law. They're simply making up this rule on their own. We claim to be a republic, but we're not ruled. Or I shouldn't ruled. We don't. People don't legislate through representatives of the people anymore. You have bureaucrats doing it. And now the bureaucrats, which have, by the way, no responsibility, they are never held accountable to the American people in any way, shape, or form. So here you have the EPA saying, we're going to make up a, stick our finger in the air and say, yeah, I think this much methane is okay. They've shown they don't base anything on science. They really don't care about the science. They don't care about the the uh, impact on the American people. They say, yeah, I think uh, this much methane is okay, and anything beyond that, um, they want to start with a $900 per ton fine for this for not following an arbitrary standard not established by law. Now, what's interesting is, is, is Michael Reagan, the EPA's administrator, said, oh, well, you see, this proposal will support what we were doing in the Inflation Reduction Act. You remember that act that did almost nothing to reduce inflation, but basically was the Green New Deal with a new title on it? You, you, you see the scam, folks? You, you see the bait and switch? Now, here's what's interesting. So here's, here's another problem. Um, where does the federal regulatory, where do they get the authority to collect fines? These are basically a tax. By the way, it's a direct tax, which means... If it were, if we actually had a, a federal judiciary that bothered with their oath of office, they'd also look at this and think, um, yeah, no, you have to collect that through the states because you're not allowed to, the federal government's not allowed to directly tax the people, including the, the, the artificial people, the corporations that we create. Yeah, they, they can't do that directly. It has to be apportioned to the states. So we have unconstitutional act piled on top of unconstitutional act and unconstitutional all to physically deal with this climate change that isn't really been a problem, at least not scientifically proven. Oh, sure, there are plenty of scientists that say, um, here you go, you've got, you've got to do this. Uh, uh, you know, we're all going to die in 10 years if you don't do this. Of course, they never pay attention to the 
thousands of scientists say you're smoking dope. The, 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 there's no no there's no scientific evidence. They never pay attention to that. They only look at the people at the scientists. They only trust the scientists that agree with them. And the scientists that don't dis, that don't agree with them, well, they're just unimportant. And guess what? Now we have a bunch of bureaucrats running the country, ignoring the Constitution, ignoring science, claiming that science is settled. And based on that, they want to help destroy our economy because of an arbitrary number they've picked up saying this is what methane is okay this far and no farther. Tell me this war, this green war is not in the American people. I remember years ago when I still when I still lived in in New York State in the Empire. Uh, I considered putting solar panels on my home. I had a you know, I had a nice south facing uh, a roof, and um, you know I liked the idea of generating my own power. I wish I could do it here. I, w- I wish I could afford to do it here where I live now, but at the moment I can't. But you know, I said okay, let's let's look at it. And of course, the the state and the federal government were going to give me all sorts of tax breaks because they had they had to pay me to help offset the cost of putting in the panels because they were so ridiculously expensive. And I looked at it and said, you know what? In the long run, this may make sense. This is before I decided to move out of the state. And then they threw the last little kicker at, at me. The uh, uh, So by law, um, any excess power I produced by my solar panels would feed back into the grid to, uh, to, to do that. And the, and the electric company would have to buy it from me. Well, in exchange for that, the electric company wanted to come in and inspect my house. I said, why? Well, we want to give you some ideas. I said, no, you don't get to come in and inspect my house. And literally, I was ready to sign to have them install the solar panels until they threw that little sheet at me that said, no, the, uh, the, the, in order to get the, uh, the discounts and, and all that, you have to let the, uh, um, the electric company come in and, and suggest changes you could make. That just rubbed me the wrong way. First of all, it was it was hidden. No one talked about that until we were signing paperwork. But no, if I wanted to save, if, if I want the, the power company to come make recommendations, I will contact the power company and make recommendations. I don't know of a power company in the country that would not, if, if asked, come out and give you recommendations. But I wasn't playing that game because... Oh, you come in. How long before they say, you know, we notice that your refrigerator is kind of old. And if you don't replace it, well, we're going to take those those subsidies back. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was. And here we have the EPA telling companies, um, we're now going to decide how much methane is okay. Not scientists, right? Forget the, not, forget the rhetoric. These are not scientists making these decisions. These are bureaucrats. These are bureaucrats making these decisions. These are bureaucrats setting these standards. And these are bureaucrats that are destroying the American economy through all of this uh, hyperbolic, unscientifically based fear that we're all going to die from getting a couple of degrees warmer. See, they claim this green war is against climate change. No, climate change is their ally. This green war is against fossil fuels. It's against the American people. It's against a thriving economy. It's against the the access to inexpensive energy 
that has driven so much of the improvement of the American lifestyle. That's what they are at war with. And they apparently will stop at nothing. I've seen nothing they've stopped, they will stop at. And the few times when we see people pushing back, whether it be, um, uh, whether it be Hertz saying, uh, yeah, no, we're not doing this anymore because it, they, these cars cost too much to fix. Or Congress saying, no, no, we're not going to waive the rules so you can get your little pet project pushed through. Of course, they never bother with the fact that it's unconstitutional. Speaking of that, do you remember back when I was quoting Madison, um, the Cod Fisheries Bill, and he warned that um, uh, they, the, the Congress may take the care of religion. They may establish teachers in every state, county, parish, and pay them out of the public treasury. Well, they're doing that. Let's take a look at some some places where this the the federal government is just taking over schools, and uh, how they are spending, how they are embezzling money from the American people, and throwing it at the schools. So, Vice President Harris recently announced that uh, the Biden administration is going to allocate two hundred eighty-five million dollars to provide mental health services to students at public schools in communities that have had a that are dealing with the violent crime involving guns. Now, I find it interesting. Here's 200, it's very specific. So they're, they're providing mental health services. Now, first of all, all right, let's face it, this is unconstitutional. Schooling, anything to do with education, is a state issue, not a federal issue. So to spend money on this is not for the general welfare of the United States. It's for the general welfare of the states of the people. Therefore, it's unconstitutional. Therefore, what she's doing is, what, what the Biden administration is doing is embezzling money. Again, that's nothing new. Administrations have been embezzling money my entire life. But we're talking about embezzling money. But it's only for, for students at public schools where they've decided, the federal government's decided that, uh, you know what, they're dealing with, with violent crimes involving guns. Um, what about other violent crimes? What about violent crimes involving knives, baseball bats, Molotov cocktails. No, we don't care about that. This, ladies and gentlemen, this has nothing to do with the mental health of children. This is a way to bribe people to vote for them. See, we care about the children. No, you're just trying to get guns off the out, off the off the street. You're trying to get guns out of the hands of uh, average everyday Americans, non-criminal Americans. Now, listen. Should a uh, community that has a public school, if the community is dealing with violent crime issues, would it be a good idea for those communities to have services to help young people? I don't see that as a problem. It's just not the federal government's job, not only to pay for it, but to decide what is and is not going to get these services. There's a reason why these powers were reserved to the states by the 10th Amendment. It's not that they are bad ideas. It's we don't want Washington, D.C. deciding what is best for both New York City and Des Moines, Iowa. For, for uh, 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 you know, maybe Chicago, Illinois, and, um, I don't know, Podunk, Kentucky. The point is, these communities are different. They have different needs. They have different concerns. 
and the federal government has no way of dealing with those individually. They, they always use a one-size-fits-all. The problem with that is one size never fits anybody. So rather than embezzling money to bribe parents in these districts to give money to the federal government because they think the federal government is there to make them to take care of their children, no, they're bribing you for your votes. The same way the Biden administration now wants to, uh, 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 he wants to forgive more student loans is nothing but a bribe to the, to the people who borrowed money and, don't, and, and are having a hard time paying it back. It's really a bribe to them to get their votes. Remember, paying for edu- education is not a power delegated to the United States. Not the funding of it, not the uh, the regulating of it, nothing to do with education. Yet the federal government came in, created an illegal Department of Education, doesn't legally exist. Right? It, it, it's void because the act that created it was contrary to the Constitution. It was repugnant to the Constitution. Then they said, you know what, we're going to take over the student loan program simply because, well, Obama thought it'd be a good idea. Let's put the federal government in control of education. I mean, let's face it. Every time the federal government gets in charge of something, they ruin it and they make it more expensive. Retirement, health care, let's just add education. Banking, these are all examples. The federal government comes in, they overregulate, they may be trying to do the right thing, they're just no good at it. And now we have Biden saying, hey, you know what? Those those student loans we're going to pay off that, by the way, the some court said y- 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 you can't really do that. Well, they picked another program and they uh, said, we're going to do it six months earlier. Hmm. See, if you borrowed less than $12,000, or I should say, um, uh, if you have, if you took out less than $12,000 in loans and you've been repaying for at least 10 years, and you, en- you enrolled in one of Joe Biden's, you know, repayment plans, well, they're going to forgive your loan six months early. Now, there's a reason why the federal government was not supposed to be involved in lending money to people. The federal government is out there to lend money. Show me where, where in the Constitution does the federal government get the authority to lend money to anywhere, anyone? The answer is no. They can collect taxes, but they're not allowed to lend money. And then we wonder why the federal government doesn't work. We wonder why we have so many problems with uh, uh, an out of control, with, 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 where we can't get a budget passed, where we have uh, incredible deficits running year after year, decade after decade. We have two decades since the Congress actually passed a budget as, as required by law. We've had over two decades of continuing resolutions because of the they, they won't pass appropriations bill as required by law. And then we wonder why the federal government is broke. The only reason the federal government isn't bankrupt is they print their own money. They basically, they're, they're taxing the American people through inflation by playing a shell game with, your, with, with the U.S. dollars. And we wonder why. Now, I, I, I want to change gears here for a little second because it's not simply the, um, the green war that people are starting to push back on. We're starting to see some changes at the state level. We're seeing a couple states 
that are starting to push back. And I want to spend some time talking about that. But before I go, I have to take another break. Now, if you like the type of material I've been talking about, you know, I'm not the only voice here at AmericaOutloud.news. There's a lot of other voices that either go into more detail or maybe have different points of view. It's why I recommend you do like I do and go to AmericaOutloud.news every day for news and information. But I want, I'm going to ask you to do something more. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Take the, what you find. To take a, a, a story or an article, something that, that says something better than you've said it yourself. Maybe take a video that shows an example or a podcast with, a great, with great information. Share it. Sure, email it, text it to friends and family. Maybe share it at a, at a, at a town meeting or a county meeting. Better yet, take it and share it on social media. Post it on local boards, on, on, on places like Twitter. And, and show it. Share it. See, it's the act of sharing. It's the act of exposing people to these other ideas. The act of showing people that, yes, you can stand up. You can live free. It's that act of sharing that helps us all secure the blessings of liberty. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution study. And today we're talking about, well, we started talking about the Green Energy War. But I'm actually going to 
switch gears a little bit. I want to talk about what appears to be a growing war between a handful of states and the federal government. A lot of it started with Texas. You know, a lot of people say, God bless Texas, right? It started with them pushing back on the illegal immigration, uh, saying, hey, uh, you know, federal government, you're not enforcing the laws down here and we're suffering. Oh, your sanctuary cities and states, you, you, you want them here, now suffer the consequences. And they started busing people to places like New York and, and Chicago. And, you know, Florida came in and they, they sent people to Martha's Vineyards and, and Washington, D.C. And they said, listen, if you want these, here you go. You, if you want these policies, we're going to make sure that you suffer the penalty as well. Of course, that really honked off the, the president, the, the mayors of these cities, the governors of these states, for actually having to deal with the consequences of their, their, the policies they keep stating. But the problem still wasn't fixed. See, we have an open border. I don't care what the Biden administration says. What you say doesn't mean diddly squat if what you see contradicts it. So when you see people, I mean, when you've got the same government that's allowing millions of people a year into this country in violation of the law. Well, Texas got fed up. See, first, they put up the, um, uh, the, the floating barrier. And, uh, of course, said, no, you got to move the floating barrier because you got to make sure that it's on, you know, your actual side of the river, the Rio Grande River. Then they put up a fence, a razor wire fence. Well, they've escalated it again. See, not only the, the, the Texas Department of Public Safety has taken control of a property in what's called Shelby Park. It's a portion of Eagle Pass that's right along the southern border. And... Um, Guess what? All right, this is, by the way, based uh, Governor Greg Abbott had an emergency declaration over the state's illegal immigration crisis and the fact that the U.S. Border Patrol is refusing to enforce federal law. And uh, so they kicked him out. They sent, um, the, the Governor Abbott sent the Texas National Guard to this park and has, and has refused access from federal authorities. In fact, the Biden administration sued, um, and they say that Border Patrol agents are not being allowed, they're being blocked by Texas authorities from accessing this particular stretch of the border border in Eagle Pass. In fact, according to the foiling, they, they say that the agents requested access to the area, and the Texas National Guard refused. Now, uh, according to uh, Robert Danley, he's a Custom and Border Protection official, he says the Texas National Guard will not allow Border Patrol or Defense Department personnel who support Border Patrol into an approximately two and a half mile stretch along the national border near Shelby Park in any operational capacity. He said, I was further advised that Texas does not want Border Patrol to be able to arrest, process, or transport migrants out of the area. Now, why do you think Texas is doing this? I think the, uh, uh, the, 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 the example is, I think it's obvious. Um, neither Border Patrol nor Department of Defense nor nobody, anybody in the Biden administration has bothered to try to even pretend to enforce federal law. Now, again, this is an escalation in this ongoing war between Texas and, and the Biden administration. Um, the Biden administration sued, claiming that um, what Texas do, has done is unconstitutional. 
Remember, the Biden administration previously sued Texas over um, razor wire they put up to deter migrants from crossing. The uh, Biden administration started cutting down the razor wire. Texas sued, and now they said, "Fine, we're going to. You're still going to do it. We'll prevent you from coming in." Now there have been plenty of people saying, "Oh, but but immigration is a is a federal matter." Uh, no, it's not. Again, why I tell you to read the Constitution. Immigration is not a power delegated to the United States. It is not. Look at the, you know, the the only thing Congress can do is they can set rules for naturalization, but it says nothing about immigration. See, everyone's worried about. They say that it's a national border. It's also Texas's state border. So Texas is sitting here going, uh, we are being overwhelmed. The federal government, which said it's going to take care of things, has been a abject failure. They, they, they take people who've come in illegal, and rather than deporting them, they send them all over the country. Why do you think the, the Texas said, no, you cannot, you cannot arrest people, you cannot process people, you cannot transport people out of this area because you have used it to, to uh, d- destroy American law. You, you basically, I mean, uh, the question of whether or not this is legally an invasion and I've dealt with that in, 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 other, in other episodes, right? The, the definition of invasion involves an attempt to take over land. It involves military generally, and this is not military. But they're certainly being invaded by a group of, of migrants, and the federal government has done, no, has done nothing but encourage them. So Texas said, fine. If you won't do the job, we will. And we have every right to do so because we are a sovereign state. And I'm glad Texas is standing up to do this. I'm curious to see how people start uh, uh, reacting to this. Because as much as, you know, as Congress, I should say the Biden administration, has been whining, Congress certainly hasn't done anything to help uh, uh, or encourage the Biden administration to actually follow the laws that Congress has made. And they keep hoping the courts will come down on their side. Well, guess what? If I were Texas, I'd love the, 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 the governor of Texas to look at SCOTUS and saying, listen, if your opinion is not based on the Constitution of the United States, it's meaningless. Go pound sand. Now, the sad thing is this, may, this could, could easily escalate. You get some you know, hothead BCP officer and some hothead Texas National Guard, and yeah, this could turn out into gunfire. But we're in this place because we have spent decades allowing the federal government to pretend it has the power to regulate immigration and then fail to do so. They haven't done it. They have not followed the law. And uh, this, is, this is the state we're in because of our decades of inattention, our neglect for the American people. Now, let's take a look at another place where government's meddling where it doesn't belong. Um, the, the, the House of Representatives, right, currently controlled by Republicans, has, has uh, put forth what they call the, the Uniform State American Confidence and Elections Act, or the ACE Act. Now, this act basically provides uh, recommendations to changes in state law to increase voter confidence and promote election integrity. Now, some of these recommendations, first of all, they're recommendations, they're not policies, so that's they're, they're, they're not doing too, that bad. But um, take a look at the Constitution. 
the the Congress has very little power when it comes to the actual process of electing people. Uh, first of all, the um, Congress only has the power to set the date and uh, um, update the regulations for the manner of electing uh, uh, members of the House and Senate. They have no say in how presidential electors are uh, chosen. They have no say in how state and local offices are chosen. Yet here they are saying, hey, we know the answers. We can, we can tell you how best you should do this. Now, I'm not saying that recommendations are bad. What I'm saying is, it's, it, uh, excuse me, members of the House and Senate, um, for the most part, it's none of your business. You're simply trying to, t it's another attempt to slowly take over the election process. Because they say right off the bat, when they talk about a state election, they mean any, any election for public office, including primaries, in the state. Excuse me. They say election for federal office, election for state office, or election for local office. That is none of your business. It's not that these, because they're talking things like photo ID, voter registration, uh, things like that, you know, um, non bans on non-citizens voting. I'm not saying they're bad ideas. What I'm saying is, Congress, get your bloody nose out of the state problems. These states need to fix this. A lot of the reason we had problems on, on, on January 6, 2021, was because the states failed to deal with their own problems and expected the federal government to do it for them. Not just the states, the people in the states, the elected officials in the states. When I was working with one state that uh, had a problem with their elections, um, the leg state legislature refused to do it. The members of the state legislature saying, we know there's a problem, we know we can fix it, but they refused to. And simply having the, the, the federal government say, well, we'll set requirements, or not requirements, we'll set uh, suggestions, right? Um, not, uh, not a mandate, uh, a, a recommendation. Um, yeah, how often, it's, it's kind of like, uh, eh, you know, I'm recommending, Guido, I recommend you do this. No, this is an, an attempt to, to influence. And it just makes things worse. Because the, the Constitution does not delegate to Congress the power to do any of this. At best, if they, if they limited this to, listen, in elections for the House of Representatives and the Senate of the Congress, here are some recommendations. That would be as far as you could go constitutionally. And even that is pushing it. But you see, we pay very little attention. And most Americans don't realize that this is a, an unconstitutional act. The whole idea of, of uniform state elections is an unconstitutional act. The states control their elections, not the federal government. And even the attempt to make them to, to encourage a form of uniformity is a violation of the Constitution. And let's face it, look at, at, at Congress. If you want to see an incompetent group, just look at Congress. Here they are again. They, they, by law, Congress is required to, 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 to vote on 12 appropriations bills. I believe it's every year. They're required by their own law. 
They haven't done it for, what, 25 years now. And here we are again. Senator Schumer, Speaker Johnson, have another stop-gap funding bill because these overgrown children will not come to an agreement. They will not compromise enough to actually run this government like a group of adults. So we have another continuing resolution with more unconstitutional pork thrown. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I am 99% sure it is full of unconstitutional and illegal pork designed to bribe people to vote for whatever side put that piece in. Because let's face it, they keep saying, you know, was a Senator, uh, Speaker Johnson said um, that the continuing resolution is required to keep what House Republicans are working hard to achieve, an end to governance by omnibus, meaning meaningful policy wins and better stewardship of the American dollar. What? You're trying to, you're saying that by uh, uh, governing by omnibus is a way to stop governing by omnibus. You're saying uh, uh, we're more, you know, policy wins. Listen, I understand a lot of what Johnson is talking about when he comes, you know, talks about we have to deal, you know, before we start spending money overseas, we have to deal with our own problems. I, I agree with that. But let's face it, Mr. Johnson's never going to win as long as he keeps caving in. But he also has to keep caving in because we keep expecting the Republicans to, well, do what we think is right. Forgetting that the purpose of a Republican is not to balance the budget. The, the purpose of a Republican in Congress is to get reelected. You know, we keep we keep acting like these people are magically going to save us and they're not. They aren't. It's not going to happen. So, so first they kicked the, the can down to January. Now, and then they split it. They said, we'll do January and February. Now they're going to do one off to March. Why in heaven's name would the people who don't want to cut the budget, who don't want to cut spending, why in heaven's name would they do anything other than continue to obstruct since they're getting exactly what they want? The people that love doing continuing resolutions are getting exactly what they want. And until you stop expecting the Republicans to fix the problem, it isn't going to fix the problem. The, because you know what the problem is? The problem isn't the fact that, that the, the House and the Senate can't agree on how much money to spend. The problem is the, the, the Congress is spending money they're not legally allowed to. That's the problem. If we were dealing, if, if, if the United States Congress only spent money they were authorized under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1 of the Constitution, we wouldn't be worrying so much about all of this nonsense. And you know why? Because you wouldn't be worrying about a government shutdown. Because I'd love to be my guest. Shut the stupid thing down. Show the American people that you don't need the government to survive. First of all, they never actually shut down the government. Congress still, still meets. The president is still there. Law enforcement is still funded. Simply stop. Shut it down. And let those, first of all, non-essential employees get a paid furlough. Because every time they do this, they get furloughed, they get brought back, and they get their back pay. But let's stop pretending, let's stop playing this game. Until the Congress is punished for spending money they're not legally allowed to spend, this kabuki theater of, oh, you know, we're, we're trying to, to fix things, it's just a dance. It's just a shell game. It's just another way to, to separate you from your money and let the bureaucrats 
and the politicians rob you blind and, and swindle you out of your hard-earned cash. Now, I hope you'll come back and join us here for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. If you can't listen then, well, my shows go to podcasts generally a day or two after they're heard on the radio. You can listen on your favorite podcast app, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Leave the episodes ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It, it helps other people find the Constitution Study as well. You can also go to the show page to find any notes or links or other things that I've included that, uh, well, you might want to check out. You can find all the links you need at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But I keep asking you to share these things. And why is that important? I frequently talk about the blessings of liberty. What are they? Well, they're the ability to live your life as you see fit without unnecessary influence, without unnecessary external influence. Living your life as your own. The blessings of freedom of speech and the freedom to pursue what makes you happy. These are the blessings of liberty. But we don't have them if we don't live at liberty. And we're not going to live at liberty until we, the people, actually focus on our own liberty. So share these links. Share this information. Let people know that they can live free. That is how the sharing of these links and the sharing of this information is how we share the blessings of liberty.